Hi, my name is Stereo Mike. Shining a light on autism and life as an autistic person. Welcome to My Friend Autism, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism while increasing understanding and acceptance of the autistic community. And now, here's your neurodivergent host, Orion Kelly. Welcome back, my friend. I am so happy to have you listening or watching this video podcast wherever you may be on this incredible planet or, in fact, across the galaxy or interstellar space, depending on wormholes and the use of technology. I apologise and went that far. I'm Orion Kelly, that autistic guy. I'm all about helping you raise your level of understanding, acceptance and appreciation of the autistic community. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, listen to this podcast or watch this podcast. That's, the best, that's your best bet. And check out my YouTube channels. by Ryan Kelly, that autistic guy. And this YouTube channel, if you want to listen to the podcast by watching it, huh? <sighs> Ryan Kelly Podcasts. Let's talk about mind blindness. What the? Well, mind blindness could be, if not the, one of the greatest barriers to autistic people having successful relationships, not just with other neurodivergent people, but in my case, with neurotypical people. So it's important. We can talk about it and maybe, maybe we can help. So, well, I'm going to try and help. We're going <laughs> we're gonna to talk about this kind of so-called paranoia for autistic people and investigate the main causes of mind blindness. Do I have strategies to help you oh, i'll have to check my uh, notes i think i do yeah i got some <laughs> but mostly uh, no i do there's no need to be rude about it uh no i do i do have key strategies well thank you thank you for re rectifying that it's a complicated procedure here all right let's talk about it my friends mind blindness how does it affect relationships with not only autistic people if you are in a relationship with an autistic person. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like a romantic. It could be your family or friends. Or how does it affect you if you're an autistic person in a relationship with neurotypical people, other people? So let's start by defining what is mind blindness. I think this is also referred to, I could be wrong, but something along the lines of theory of the mind. So let's stick with mind blindness. Okay. So mind blindness is the difficulty in understanding and interpreting the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of others. Now, think about that. How challenging would mind blindness be to you if in every interaction, every minute of every day for your life, you have a difficulty with an autistic brain understanding and interpreting the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of others. That's a massive challenge for autistic people. A challenge for us to try and, with, with mind blindness, understand nonverbal cues, social cues. Try to empathise with others in a way that they find appropriate. 
navigate interactions, navigate relationships. And, you know, as an autistic guy married to a neurotypical woman, two kids, you know, this is an issue that we, so you don't fix this, by the way. This is an issue we'll have forever. And, and we talk, we're going to talk about the whole paranoia thing soon, why people might label it as that. And again, it's because, you know, in every possible interaction, I'm clearly misinterpreting thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of my wife or others. And therefore, that's leading to this breakdown. All right. I also think that if you do struggle with mind blindness, you're going to really have a difficult time understanding body language, signs, sarcasm from others. This is a big one. Look, you may also have difficulty in interpreting the emotions of others. So it's not like you can't maybe feel or experience or see the emotions. You just don't know what they are. So you may think that your partner is always angry at you when they're not. Okay. So these misunderstandings, right, they're obviously going to come from, like we said, all these challenges, including interpreting the emotions of others. And these misunderstandings in interpreting then lead to misunderstandings and miscommunications. It, it doesn't just start on one level, right? It just snowballs. Here's an example. I'm an autistic person. I have a challenge with mind blindness. What you just said to me seemed to me like an attack. So therefore, you must have intended to attack me. You must have intended to hurt me. You must have intended to criticize me. You said something as a result of mind blindness. What you said to me, I've interpreted as an attack. Now, if I've interpreted as an attack, I then take the next step, which is I then label your actions as intended. You willingly and knowingly intended to hurt me, to attack me, to criticize me. That is a, a brief insight into mind blindness and how it can debilitate, ruin, end relationships, family, friends, and, you know, romantic relationships, intimate relationships, partners. So this is really damaging. Let's talk about it through the lens of relationships. What I will do is, I guess we'll kind of, we can break it down because like I said, I don't want people to think relationships are just intimate ones, okay? Because, you know, you might not be into that. You might not ever have that. You might not ever want that, but you might have friends or family. And, and that, I guarantee you that you will experience mind blindness with them. So in relationships of any kind, if you are in a relationship of any kind with an autistic, what was that? An, autist, an autistic person, mind blindness can make it difficult for that autistic person to understand your needs and feelings. So I want you to kind of view this through the lens of obviously not only the, the, the miscommunications, but how it would feel as an autistic person. So then you, then you can see why it can come across like we're paranoid, like you're always trying to hurt us or attack us. We're always under attack. So we also struggle, right, to express our own emotions because there's this breakdown. People talk about emotions and empathy. There's this breakdown in us being able to identify our own emotions, the emotions of others, but then therefore convey what they are or interpret it in a way where we can offer some sort of empathy in a way that you find appropriate. 
That obviously led us. To, led us I, I honestly am having some serious issues of talking today. And I tell you one thing's for true. The one thing is, I promise you, is this is a podcast from an autistic guy about autism. I'm not editing these things out. Okay, you you know what you signed up for. Okay, so we struggle to express express that. I honestly can't talk today. We struggle to express our own emotions, leading to challenges in intimacy and communication. In social situations, mind blindness can make it difficult for autistic people to pick up on group dynamics, understand the nuances of social interactions, which, in, from, in my opinion, are complex, multi-layered nuances. We may also struggle to initiate and maintain social connections, leading to isolation and difficulty making friends. All right, before we get on to how it can kind of seem, I just want to take a step back and just talk through this slightly more. Okay, so what do you mean, Orion, social situations, group dynamics? What are you talking about? Remember, mind blindness. It's a difficulty in understanding and interpreting thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of others. So if we are in social situations in group settings and there is conversations, not conversation, conversations going on, which is the case in social interactions, it's not just your go, right? I mean, everyone's having a go. You are are in this minefield of trying to hear what people are saying, interpret it, work out their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs, their intentions of what they're saying. And the difficulty is that it's usually misunderstood to the point where no matter what people can say, if it's misunderstood, if we can't identify them, we're going to take them in a negative way. I want you to think of mind blindness as a negative lens. And and it's simple as that. It's as simple as that. So it doesn't matter if it's a relationship. And like and like I said, imagine if you can, if you do struggle with that, and you do struggle to express your own emotions, right? Empathize with with your partner, your intimate partner. Well, that will break down intimacy and connection, right? Because, well, it seems like there is no connection. You may have an autistic partner, who you know you love and and they love you, and you've been together for you know for a good while. And you think that they just don't care anymore. Oh, they barely want to hug me. They barely want to kiss me. They barely talk to me, ask me questions. It's like they're disinterested, just going about their life. This is an insight into mind blindness. Number one, that's an, that's an autistic person. If you're going to marry or be in a relationship with an autistic person, don't expect to get a neurotypical person. What do you, hello? <laughs> like, seriously, you have to work out what your connection is, what your love language is. And this is the problem. This is the problem with relationships. You have a neurotypical person placing unrealistic expectations on an autistic partner based on the expectations of what they would get potentially from a neurotypical partner. And that's never going to happen. But the mind blindness is a, is, a, is a tricky thing because without doing so, without intending to do so as a neurotypical person, a family member, friend, partner, whatever, you are unintentionally, you know, in the way you're communicating and it's being misunderstood, you are potentially laying the groundwork for your autistic partner to, to think over time you simply don't like them. Now, I can tell you from my own personal experience, and this has no, this has no basis on reality, no intention from my wife, I regularly take things that my wife will say to me or express to me as like she just doesn't like me. She just doesn't like me. Now, if she doesn't like me, she clearly doesn't love me. I mean, she's probably going to leave me, divorce me, right? This is literally what I think. Now, that's not the case. She's told me. Do I believe that? I don't know. 
This is the struggle with mind blindness. And why mind blindness can seem like kind of paranoia to neurotypical people. You're crazy. What are you? You're paranoid. You're so negative. Oh, man, every time I say something, you're so sensitive. You're so sensitive. Everything I say, you take the wrong way. Yep. Welcome to mind blindness, my friend. And by the way, this is not a hobby. You think we're going to wake up in the morning and go, you know what I want to do? I want to take everything the wrong way. <laughs> I want to take everything negatively. I want to catastrophize every interaction I have with everyone to the point where I just think that everyone is attacking me. Can you, can you imagine that's a choice? That's not a choice. <laughs> that's not a choice. All right. Because you have to remember, mind blindness is the difficulty in understanding and interpreting the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of others. So if I interpret what you're saying as negative, if I interpret what you're saying as an attack or as critical, my own natural response will be, I'm under attack, therefore I must launch an immediate counterattack in my defense to my perceived threat. I know it sounds complicated, but it also sounds simple. You've said something to me, not intending it to be an attack. I've, you know, because of mind blindness, struggled to understand it, identify it. I have therefore misinterpreted it as an attack. And therefore, the way my mind works, logically, if someone's going to attack me, I'm going to attack them. Why? Because I'm under threat from what? An attack. Let's see how logical it is for an autistic person's brain. That's... You know, and, and that's because the logical side of an autistic person's brain is far stronger, far more developed than our emotional part of our brain. Autism, neurodevelopmental condition. In other words, I'm going to shoot back my own potentially harmful insults and criticisms. And, and you can see how this snowballs. Oh, hang on a second, Orion. So, okay, so I've said something and you've misinterpreted it. That's an attack. That's not my problem. But then because you've misinterpreted it as an attack, you've attacked me back and you've said mean things because you think I said mean things and so now you're saying mean things at me. Now I'm hurt. Good God, we're in a mess now, aren't we? You see what I'm saying? Now we're in a situation where the neurotypical person has said something in good faith. They've said something that had mean, meant no malice, no intention to hurt. It's been interpreted as an attack or hurtful by the autistic person due to mind blindness. And now the neurotypical person actually feels attacked. But more than that, views it as an unprovoked attack. <laughs> you see how ridiculous the misinterpretation of this. You say something, you don't mean any harm. I misinterpret due to mind blindness as harmful, as an attack. I attack back to harm you, to attack you, because I've been attacked. It's a counterattack, right? It's a perceived threat. Now you feel attacked. And I'm like, what do you mean you feel attacked? You attacked me. What are you talking about? <laughs> where are, where to? Where are, it's unprovoked, is it? Oh, you think it's unprovoked, an unprovoked attack? Well, hang on a second. I just told you. I'm attacking you because I felt like what you said to me was a criticism or a hurtful comment or an attack on me. That's why I'm attacking you. It wasn't unprovoked. Well, it was because I wasn't meaning to attack you. No, but that doesn't matter because in my mind, you did attack me. You see, and, and I get it, man. I get it. This sounds ridiculous. But we are talking about something that autistic people genuinely struggle with. This idea of mind blindness, theory of the mind. This idea that 
you know, if we're going to hear things and interpret things in the wrong way, or we simply, this is even more important to remember, it's not about misinterpreting sometimes. It's about just not being able to understand or interpret your thoughts and feelings. Now, if we can't understand or interpret your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your intentions, I can't tell you why, but our brain will therefore, as a default interpretation, interpret it negatively. By default, what you say will be, in our opinion, interpreted negatively. Why? Good question. Is there research? I don't know. You're asking me just my own personal opinion? Probably because as autistic people, you know, straight out of the box, <laughs> I didn't mean that. In, I mean, that, was, that worked well, you know, when you buy products, but it didn't work well on the other. So I apologize. Backtrack. Anyway, straight, you know, from birth, you're born different. That's one of the best lines of, anyway, uh, you're born different. And therefore you're ostracized, you're bullied. You're, you're, you're an outcast. Everything's hard. Because you, for some reason, don't know why you don't get this life. And no one understands you. No one really likes you. No one accepts you. No one, under, no one appreciates you. So, of course, if all you're getting from birth is, in effect, negative responses from the world at large because you're different, then what do you think you're going to do? You're going to interpret most responses or interactions from others as negative. I reckon that's a pretty solid argument. I just mean from a philosophical, psychological point of view. It's a conditioning, right? And, and it manifests into mind blindness. So it's a vicious cycle, isn't it? It really is. I get it. I get it. And, you know, sometimes I think just talking about what this is, why it happens, how it happens and how it makes everyone feel is probably all you need. I mean, you know, there's key strategies, but I think sometimes just hearing it, right, okay. So my autistic partner isn't always trying to provoke me or, or is trying to attack me. They feel like they're under attack, so they're just launching a counterattack. So it isn't unprovoked, even though I, didn't, I thought that wasn't my intention, but that's what they think. And, this, and it doesn't matter if they're my partner. Like I'm married to a woman I love. I still think the majority of our interactions are negative or attacks. It just, it's, I, don't, I know, and that's why it sounds like paranoia to people, but it's not. It's, it's just the, so, like I said, let, let's, let's, let's go through it. I struggle to understand and interpret your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, okay? So you've said something. I therefore misunderstand, misunder, misinterpret, sorry, your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. As a result of that, I interpret them as negative as an attack, as hurtful, as a criticism. I react to that attack by launching a counterattack. And now you, you're confused. You're upset. You're hurt. What happens then? The relationship is damaged or we're still broken, but not just for you, for both of us. Now we both think we've been attacked and now we're both attacking back potentially. And hurting each other. How sad is that, man? This, this seemingly innocuous interaction through the lens and the funnel of an autistic brain being interpreted in a, in a way has damaged or broken a relationship. It's, such a small thing can have such power. 
that's sad. Don't you think that's sad? That's to me. That's wow. Honestly, I find it heartbreaking. And you can't. I don't even know how to fix it for both people. But I'll try. <laughs> Here are some key strategies, my friends, that you can help to navigate relationships with autistic people more successfully. So in my opinion, some thoughts I have on how you can navigate these types of interactions and hopefully, hopefully stop these attack misinterpretations happening. Let's talk about communication. Here's one for you. Communicate openly and honestly. One of the most important things that you can do in any relationship, in my opinion, is to communicate openly and honestly with your partner. It doesn't happen often. I hate the dating phase of this, by the way. You know, like, why do everyone in the dating phase, why do you all have to lie so much or pretend so much? Like, you really like someone, you don't want to tell them that because that, well, that's a problem, right? Or you got to treat them badly because you like them a lot or, you know, oh, man, what is wrong with you people? Anyway, communicating openly and honestly is especially important if you're autistic. Why? Well, we may have difficulty in expressing our feelings or understanding our partner's feelings. So this is for both neurotypical people, autistic people, neurodivergent people. You both have to lift your game. You both have to communicate openly and honestly. Now, when you, when you communicate openly, honestly, explicitly, black and white, the room for interpretation lessens. It doesn't disappear, but it lessens. You might even want to say at the start, this is not an attack. This is not criticism. I'm not intending to hurt you. You know, you might say that even though you want to say, what do you want for lunch? <laughs> now, just so you know, Ryan, this is not an attack. I just want to know what you want for lunch. You think how I could easily interpret, no, trust me, man. If you, I can easily interpret what do you want for lunch as an attack. You think what? No, easily. No worries at all. I can manufacture something for you right now. Let's go. Okay. Well, maybe you've asked me what I want lunch a few times. And uh, maybe I said, I, honestly, I, I don't know um, this or that maybe, or, you know, and, and maybe then you've gone, what do you want for lunch again? Right. And, you, and you've gone, I, uh, what do you want for lunch? Ryan? I always, I always decide why can't you decide? That's an attack. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't decide for everyone what they want. Oh, I'm so sorry that no one can have lunch till I've decided what I want for lunch. Well, Ryan, that's because, you know, you might be more picky than others. So, you know, see, I can make anything an attack. There you go. It's a skill, my friend. It's a skill. Did you learn from the first one? Please. Follow-up questions, another strategy. So before you launch an attack, ask for clarity. Autistic people. This is for you, my friends. Your neurotypical partner or friend said something. Your initial response, because it's misinterpreted through that mind blindness, is what in God's name are they saying that for? They're attacking me. Whoa, Nelly. Clarify. What do you mean by that? What are you saying? Sorry. Sorry. Are you? Are you trying to criticize? Are you? Are you trying to attack me? Like you know, clarify. Well, hang on. What do you mean by this? Now, of course, most times I'm going to go, what are you talking about? No, I'm not supposed to try to attack you. I was asking you about lunch. So, so, and, and now let's reverse it. And neurotypical people, clarifying is important for both. And that may help you, but 
obviously it won't help you. So you could clarify, like, let's say, you know, you say something, they misinterpret, it's an attack. Whoa, hang on a second, I just want to clarify something. I wasn't trying to attack you, right? That's a clarification that could work. But I think what really works is, you know, headlining it at the start. Just tell them at the start. Just say, no, mate, this isn't an attack. Just say, no, right, I'm not trying to offend you or upset you. Just want to talk about lunch. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Seriously, it's helpful. Be upfront about your needs, another massive strategy. Autistic people often have specific needs when it comes to communication on social interaction. So be open about what you need to feel comfortable and understood. Make sure your partner knows what to expect. Now, being upfront about your needs is important for neurotypical people too. I, I have seen people talk to me about how, you know, they maybe have an autistic partner and they just think their autistic partner doesn't even like them anymore. They don't want to kiss them, hug them, talk to them. It's like they don't care. That's not true, by the way. You know, if you have been in a relationship with an autistic person long enough, you'll know like there's this phase when you first start where everything's in it's kind of like seemingly normal, like neurotypical, you know, romantic and exciting, and then it kind of just plateaus off. Well, so that's normal. It's not like we don't love you any less. You have become such a safe person to us, and this is our life that's so safe that we've actually we feel safe now to live our life, you know, authentically, which is again a lot of solitude. Might be a, we might have a job that's by ourselves, you know, a lot of alone time, focusing on our interests because we feel safe. This is this is my safe person, my safe place. So it doesn't occur to us that you need hugs and kisses. Why? We don't. I might need sex from time to time, but hugs and kisses, not so much. Uh, this is just me being honest. T tell them about your needs. You know, sometimes I need a hug, just a hug, just a hug, right? You know, just a hug, right? Nothing more than a hug, just so you know. <laughs> this is my wife. I'm channeling here. You see what I'm saying? Be open and honest about your needs. Same with autistic people. You know, I, re I really need to understand where you're coming from when, when, you, when you ask me these questions. So maybe you get just maybe tell me from the start or something. But just be honest. Take things at a comfortable pace. This is another big one, okay? Many autistic people can have difficulty with change. So it can be really helpful to take things at a comfortable pace. This is in relationships, obviously. Don't feel pressure to rush into anything and always be honest about your feelings as they develop. Again, taking things at a comfortable pace is important because, you know, remember mind blindness is a misinterpretation, is a misunderstanding or a difficulty in even understanding in the first place. So if there's constant change, right, if there's new things constantly evolving and changing and happening, as an autistic person, we are probably struggling to even keep up and manage and regulate through those changes, let alone then be able to understand or articulate what's happening in a conversation. So I think that's really important too. And that, that goes too for if you, you know, if you've got, a, got to a point in a relationship where it, you think it's fizzled and it isn't, it's just an autistic person becoming comfortable with life and with you, then that's about taking things at a comfortable pace. So when you say, okay, great, you know, I still am going to need, I mean, you know, so you're not neurotypical, but I, I still need hugs or kisses or I still need you to ask me about my day or talk to me about my day. I still need that. That's important to me as a neurotypical person. Okay, cool. But don't expect it in one day. Don't just say it and expect it, you know, at a comfortable pace. Do you see what I'm saying? The final one I'd say is, you know, seek support. If you're in a relationship, a friendship, even in a family with an autistic person or a neurotypical person and, you know, you feel like you're the one who is experiencing this kind of damage to your relationship because of the mind blindness, this constant misinterpretation, these attacks that are unprovoked because of a, a difficulty or a challenge. No, you shouldn't just let things die. I mean, you know, we're, talk, we're talking about toxic 
people, then great, I'd move on. But if we're talking about people that are important to you, seek support. How can you best navigate this relationship? Maybe it's through a therapist, a counsellor, a psychologist. Maybe it's through other friends and family members. Maybe it's about seeking support from each other. How can we get better at this? But that's super important. Because like I said, the, the relationship being damaged or broken due to one innocuous interaction is heartbreaking to me. So the idea that you wouldn't even try to seek support or try to work this through, that's heartbreaking to me. Relationships are hard for people. Autistic people even harder. Getting friends or partners is like impossible for most autistic people. Keeping them and you're having good healthy ones. It's just like, I don't know, fantasy land. I mean, I'm crazy lucky for my experience. So yeah, support is super important. And I hope talking about mind blindness has provided you with some insights into why you're not being attacked by your autistic partner, right? Why there isn't this unprovoked, I just want to be mean to my neurotypical person now and why you feel like they're constantly paranoid or, or sensitive or just nuts, right? So that, that is why this conversation is really powerful and helpful and I, I hope it's helped you and I hope it helps your relationships. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Catch up on all the episodes at orionkelly.com.au. My friend, I appreciate your time and support as always. Thank you for listening, watching this video podcast. You know where I'm at, Orion Kelly, that autistic guy on YouTube, and my video podcast channel, Orion Kelly Podcasts on YouTube. Please say hey to me on the socials and on the website until my next video podcast. Thank you so much for your support. And we'll catch up soon. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and binge all the podcasts, blogs and videos, visit orionkelly.com.au. Who is Stereo Mike, by the way? Did we get to the bottom of that? Yeah.